0: Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, Hayden from STL Sports Central joins us to talk all things Blues trade deadline and plus baseball is back. So we're going to go a little off the beaten path from our typical episode routine. Throw a little baseball talk in there because got to all be excited about that. Personally, I thought there wasn't going to be a season. So great news there. Lots to talk about. Make sure you stay tuned.
1: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, joined by, as always, Thomas Welch and special guest, Hayden from STL Sports Central. You've probably heard of him. He's got like a trillion followers on Instagram. Uh, Here to talk all things Blues and a little bit of Cardinals as well. Uh, So, Hayden, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you hopping on.
2: Good to be back, and we have some – it's been some great times for St. Louis sports. Blues getting back on track. Baseball coming back. It's all looking up.
0: Yeah, real exciting stuff. So before we get into it, I wanted to thank anyone and everyone out there for making Lockdown Blues your first listen, making us part of your daily routine because we are free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, without further ado, first subject I think we should talk about is the trade deadline. So I'll turn it to, I guess, either one of you. Jacob Chikorin, Ben Sherratt. Blues are a little bit more interested in Shirat supposedly. Which one would you like to see them go after? I'll start with you, Hayden.
2: I don't know. The way the Blues are playing right now, of course, they're coming off that the tough stretch of games where they lost four straight, but I'm not sure they really need to um, mortgage their future with the pieces they have. I think they have the pieces, pieces they need to make, to make a run in the playoffs. Cause in the end, at the end of the day, it comes down to half of its luck and they have the skill to, to make the play, to um, win the Stanley cup. If they get a little bit lucky, but um, if they can get, if they can get a cheap guy. Without giving up a big a big piece or a few draft picks, Um, that'd be nice. But I'm always against going for. I'm always against 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 that.
0: Yeah, and Doug Armstrong isn't a guy that typically goes for that all-in move. So I think you might be right. What about you, Tommy? Care to care to agree or disagree?
1: I've been on the Jacob Chikrin boat for a long time now. But I think what Hayden's saying makes a lot of sense too is if like if you can't get a guy like Jacob Chikrin and Ben Chirot is going to cost you a first-round draft pick, which even if he brings a more physical style of play to the Blues team, I don't think anyone in their right mind looking at his analytics and his play this year should be giving up a first-round draft pick for Ben Chirot. And I even tweeted out a while ago that if the Blues do end up getting Ben Chirot, it's not going to be for a first-round draft pick. So I could see them still being interested. Uh, maybe they move like a bottom six guy or like a prospect that's not a blue chip or maybe a combination of those in like a third round pick or maybe like a second round pick in 2023 moving forward but i just don't see them giving up the asking price for ben sherat, and if you can't bring home jacob Chickren because that'd be a home run hitter and it sounds like the asking price for him has gone uh even further up since the last time that the coyotes made a comment on it so i think if you're the blues what hayden's talking about uh it it might just be best for you to count on your guys and double down and because I mean Doug did the same thing in the Stanley Cup run and said I trust this team I have faith in them I I feel like we have a good group moving forward it's just going to take time for them and I have faith in them to turn it around at that point in the Stanley Cup year things were not looking great and we were fully expecting like and like multiple pieces coming in the trade deadline because the team was just all out of sorts and it didn't happen we were like what the hell, what is going on? They turned out to win the Stanley Cup. So this could potentially be a similar um, feeling at the trade deadline, kind of like if the Blues do nothing, I think I'll have that in the back of my mind that they also did nothing in the Stanley Cup year and they ended up winning it all. So I don't know. I, When in doubt, trust Doug Armstrong, but I think I've seen enough from this defense to kind of know that personally, I would feel a little bit better about it if they added somebody of any caliber.
0: It's It's pretty easy to be very reactionary, uh, watching these games, especially you and I, Tommy, because we literally we have to every day. Daily, yeah, <laughs> right. It, it's really easy to just ride the highs and the lows and, and just assume that that is the current state of the Blues. But we say this all the time on this podcast. Doug Armstrong's greatest strength is his ability to honestly assess the team. We saw it in the year that he went out and he traded away Paul Stasny at the deadline when they were potentially competing for a playoff spot. And then, you know, the team kind of just didn't have what it took that year. And it was the right move at the end of the day. Definitely, definitely uh caused a lot of confusion when it happened, but it was the right move. By uh, the flip side of that, you know, the year that they went on to win the Stanley Cup, there were a lot of people expecting him to sell at the deadline. He kind of stood pat. uh, And then they went on to win a Stanley Cup. So on our end, it's very easy to be reactionary and say like, oh, you know, they should do this, they should do that. But Doug Armstrong has so much more that he's taking into account. You know, he knows what this team is capable of. He knows what this team needs or doesn't need. He's not going to go out and, and make a big splash for a, a trade for a guy that just just for the sake of making a trade. So I think it's going to be very telling over the next few days, like which of those rumors are smoke, smoke and mirrors, which of them are true. You know, I would predict that Ben Sherratt is a member of the St. Louis Blues by the end of the trade deadline for first. If it's If oh God, I hope not. <laughs> if any of the trades that we've been hearing about come to fruition, I would most suspect it to be that one. At the same time, you never know. You know, it brings me back to the Ryan O'Reilly deal where the smoke and mirrors were completely misdirecting everything. They went and they signed Tyler Bozak, Elliot Friedman, the man himself, tweeted that the Blues were out of the Ryan O'Reilly race. Everything went quiet. And then here we are, you know, a couple hours later, and and he pulls the trade-off. So if the right move is there, Armstrong will make it. But like I said, he won't force a move just for the sake of forcing.
1: Here's the thing, though, Josh, with that is if if you're going to stay Pat and then have all these rumors circling around. I just saw a rumor today that not only are um, the Colorado Avalanche checking in on the availability of Claude Giroux, they also checked in on the availability of Patrick Kane. So, dude, I'm just saying, like, they're obviously full gung-ho Stanley Cup mode before Nathan McKinnon has to get paid a trillion dollars or whatever his next contract is going to be. So if you're a Blues fan, you could probably feel pretty good about your team from like an introspective sphere and be like, "Oh, you know, like like we can compete with anybody. Like we don't have to get anyone at the trade deadline and then Colorado goes out and gets either of those guys or really anyone that they're looking at and all of a sudden things look a little bit dimmer, right?
0: Absolutely. Lots to talk about, we're going to continue to talk about the Blues trade deadline, their offense,
1: and then we're going to get into the
0: Cardinals and baseball being back in the second segment, so make sure you stay tuned. But first, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at built bar and talk about their brand new product built puffs. If you haven't tried built puffs yet, you're missing out on one of the built bars, best tasting products ever puffs are the first ever get this protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% chocolate puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, Yum, yummy, cinnamon churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so delicious. They're going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars, including the Puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macro chart, you'll be blown away. High calorie, or sorry, low calorie, high protein, high fiber, low carbs. 130 calories per Bilt Bar on average, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And they got so many delicious flavors. First priority, always making it taste delicious, and then they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they don't miss. So go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com and we'll be right back. Hayden, one thing that we've been talking about a lot on this podcast, sort of the, uh, the, the buzzword that I've been throwing around in the past few episodes is a glass cannon to describe the St. Louis Blues. And that being, they, they're really powerful when they're on their game, when the offense is firing on all cylinders, you know, beat anyone when they're on their on top of their game. However, doesn't take a whole lot to crack the formula like we saw in those four straight losses. So and it's like whenever they get figured out, whenever they're playing a rough game, it's rough. It's not like they're losing five to four in a competitive game. They're looking like they don't belong. So do you think that's sort of an accurate depiction of the St. Louis blues and that they'll only go as far as their offense takes them in their current state. If they don't make a big move
2: at the deadline uh, with the way they're currently built, I think they, they have a chance to be anybody, but at the same time, anybody's a chance to beat them. I like, that. So I like that. I think it comes down to staying consistent, uh, whether that's through leadership, through Ruby, through um, O'Reilly, O'Reilly, um, and I think a big part of that, too, is getting a consistent goalie. I think from here on out, they need to start giving Huso a majority of the starts. You got oh. Huso as the man. I don't know. A big That's the, the tagline
1: right there. STL Sports that's Central tags Huso as Blue Starter.
2: Hey, he follows me. He follows me. <laughs> oh, that's he awesome. His that is he sweet. Bought, he, bought his, um, he bought his privilege.
1: Yeah, I, the, I don't blame you there, it, then. Yeah. You got to pump the tires on the-
2: Well, the thing is with... It was clear when Bennington had his breakout season that the defense and the team as a whole plays so much harder when he's out there than when um, Allen was out there. And now the same thing's happening with Bennington and Huso. When Huso's out there, it seems like the team has a whole new life to it than when Bennington's out there. It's kind of like rejuvenates them. So I think if they wanna if they want to win another Stanley Cup, have another Bennington situation, Huso is gonna do it if they give him the shot.
1: So, okay. going to do it? You're you're putting the 100% guarantee?
2: If they can start him every game.
1: There you go. That's a beautiful prediction right there. I like that a lot, Hayden. So, kind of evolving off of that, right? Uh, Huso's obviously a free agent at the end of the season. If you're Doug Armstrong and you're Craig Berube, and you're you're looking at this goalie situation right now, like you can either go Jordan Bennington, who you're paying six mil a year, or you can go with Huso, who's kind of the wild card right now, but he looks like an absolute gunslinger and a guy that you can rely on a Stanley Cup run. What do you do at the end of the season or do you try to move Vili Huso before the season is over to try to get pieces for him so that cuz he's going to want to be a starter I'm assuming. When he, he just said Billy agency. Huso can win you a Stanley Cup. Yeah, he got, he he had you got a trade. Um, Sell
2: Bennington. Sell so so Bennington. It's
1: a tough a it's a tough but he's got a no trade clause. <laughs> so then what do you do?
2: Bennington if he'll waive the no trade clause.
1: To go where? Because
2: he he's gonna win out of here. He's gonna win out of here when he sees what Huso does the next month. Wow. He's <laughs> gonna win wow. out of here. He's going to want to go to you the game. You know, Tommy
1: I, Tommy, I used
0: just, to refer to you as question, the hot man. take. Yeah, I, I used to refer to you, Tommy, as the hot take master. I think you've been dethroned. <laughs>
2: 2019, it would have been a hot take to say Bennington was going to lead them to the Stanley Cup. And look what happened. If, if you, yeah, um, that's
0: fair. If you if you came up to me at the beginning of that season and said Jordan Bennington will lift in the Stanley Cup, I think majority of the Blues fan base would go, who? You know, we at least knew who Philly Huso was at the beginning of the year. He's been sort of in the system for a while. Bennington was like seventh string goalie. So yeah, you never know. Goalies are weird. I, I definitely think that anything could happen. You know, who knows? Maybe Jordan Bennington flips a switch. His next start, he puts up a forty-five save shutout and puts up like a nine sixty save percentage for the rest of the season. That's feasible. You know, you never know. It's a it's a good problem to have. Um, and if the goaltending was a, a little worse for the St. Louis Blues this season, you know, if they didn't have Husso to rely on at times and Bennington to rely on at others. I, I think this would be a very different story, you know, because the goaltending has bailed out the defense a lot when the defense has struggled. Now, I do want to ask you about the defense because it's a little bit of a controversial opinion. Uh, at least uh, on our from our standpoint, we've basically been in, in the, the... Just dogging him. all all season. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've basically been ragging on the defense all season. Defense sucks. <laughs> Whatever. They've had to get bailed out. And we've had some people be like, oh... Blues have the, the third best goals allowed average in the league or you know defense isn't as bad as you think. Do you think the defense is as big of a liability as we do or are you, you, gonna, you gonna step up to the plate for them?
2: I don't know, at the end of the day, half of the defense is the goalie and the goalie making those big saves. Now, of course there could be times when the defense just puts the goalie in a horrible situation where they can't make the save. But honestly, I put a lot of the responsibility on the goalie because they're supposed to be the anchor of that defense and if they can't stop even some of those hard shots, like Husso had, like the save of the year last night, and that's just what he brings to the table—that electric goaltending. Well, sorry to get back on track. I'm gonna get back on track. Husso just gets me too excited, but uh, I don't know. I think a goalie can electrify the defense.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that's fair, but the could you argue that the flip side is our goalies have been put in harder situations than they should be because of the defense?
2: It can go both ways. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to the goalie. Well, you can't, you can't blame them fully, but a goalie can make some of those saves, like huso showed last night. But the defense does need to be better. I think they will be better when the playoffs come. I just think they're kind of going a little bit on uh, – they're coasting a little bit because it's that time of the season. They're getting a little tired. They had a kind of tough schedule there with, like, the, um, the timing of games. So I don't know. I just think um, everyone's going to be ready to go, putting all their st- best forward. They're going to be they're gonna be electric.
0: All right. You heard it here first. Defense will be electric. Billy Huso will lift the Stanley Cup. Locked hey, if there's not, the not any
2: big injuries or anything else. Oh, God. get some caveats in there.
0: All right. Without further ado, though, it is time to get into something that I'm very excited about, Tommy's very excited about, and I definitely know Hayden is extremely excited about, and that is the fact that baseball is back. I know this is a Blues podcast, but- It's a St. Louis
1: podcast, too.
0: Exactly. Like I said at the top of the episode, I was convinced that we weren't going to get a season this year. I don't know about you two, but I I was very, very pessimistic with the way that negotiations were going. I didn't think we were going to see baseball. At all, so for things to to improve as quickly as they did, spring training is is right around the corner. We're gonna talk about that, what it means, you know, a couple Cardinals rumored And I thought I saw Albert Pujols
1: potentially oh my back God. to the Cards.
0: We got a we got a lot to go into. You can see the smile on Hayden's face when I said that. So we'll we'll talk about that and more if you think that Albert Pujols is gonna. Maybe not even come back to the Cardinals, but you think he's going to have a monster year to get those 21 home runs he needs? Was it 700, right? For 700 he's big 20- ones, yep. yeah. Yeah, if you think pool host will rip it up this year, you've got to bet the over on his home runs, right? And where are you going to do that, Tommy? Bet online, Yes, sir. It's that time of the year as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us and baseball is back. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot For all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Plus, it's not just baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we'll be right back to talk some baseball. All right, Hayden. I'm not going to delay. I'm going to turn it to you. You're the big baseball guy. Baseball is back. What happens? You see that tweet on your phone. First reaction, initial thoughts. What's going through your head?
2: Well, I'm just excited that they got it done sooner than I thought they would. I knew they would get it done before they missed a full month because how it works with the TV deals. If they miss more than a month, they have to start paying back those deals. So I know the owners had too much to lose to bring that lockout past a month. I was just so happy it got done so soon and... I don't know, just so happy for baseball to be back because it just there's nothing beats baseball, man. It's I so feel
1: fun. that. Especially once the weather starts getting warmer and like yeah. a beer and a hot dog at the game, especially at Bush Stadium, like absolutely nothing beats that. I'm sure Josh, you can attest at Fenway Park. It's kind of the same historical significance there.
0: Yeah, but I <laughs> this is a total side tangent, but my mom, who's been a vegetarian for
1: as long as my oh, entire life
0: I asked her I asked her, I said, I said, if you could eat one one, you know non-vegetarian meal again what would it be and she goes fenway frank which blew my mind you know fenway franks are good mm. but like they're nine dollar hot dog right so it just yeah it goes it's the environment it's the experience you're totally right um and i'm excited now i i, I, I gotta ask And you had plenty of hot takes about about the blues and hockey season Give me, give me one hot take for this baseball. <laughs> Just anything about Harrison um,
2: Bader,
1: probably, right? Well,
2: I think it's got to be LLB more uh, conservative here because I have a lot more credibility in the baseball world than hockey. Scampiaz. To be
1: fair, everyone gets on you about Harrison Bader, but Harrison Bader was an absolute man on fire, as we like to say on the pod, yeah. uh, during that 17 game win streak. So you were looking pretty good there.
2: I don't know. I can't really stay with Bader because that's just too boring. Everybody knows he's good.
1: How do we feel about like Lars, Newt um,
2: Love the name. Best name in sports. That's a great name. There's too many men in the outfield, I feel like, for him to get enough reps out there. He could be a good fourth outfielder. But I don't think he's going to do anything special unless there's a big injury to either Bader, Carlson, or O'Neill. But maybe he could be a DH. We'll see.
0: Still waiting for that hot take. You're not. You're not. You're not escaping. This.
2: Who's the uh, DH? The
1: well, here's the t- here's a good one. Who's the DH for the Cardinals this year? And is he on the team right now?
2: Realistically, he's on the team. Unrealistically, I hope it's. Castellanos or Schwarber. Oh,
1: can you imagine the heel turn of Castellanos, like being such a pain in the side for Cardinals fans for so long? And then he just comes here and starts tearing it up. That would be awesome. As there's a drive deep into left field.
0: I know, I was going to say, you'd have to <laughs> I turn consider the TV myself on. a man of
1: faith. <laughs> During, during during every major world event you got to flip to the
0: whatever channel the Cardinals are on because you know you know Castellanos will be hitting a home run
1: oh, within a few minutes. Yeah. That would be amazing too although I, I don't know if the Cardinals uh, social media account would have the field day with it that they should but I know Cardinals Twitter absolutely would take full advantage of that
2: Castellanos, he's one of those guys you hate to play against but you'd love to have at least I would. A 100
1: he's electric too did you see that uh there was an interview with him and he just gave the mic to a fan and the fan was like yeah I told him before the at-bat tell you what you son of a gun I told him I said imagine the ball it's Roger Goodell's face and that son of a gun done hit that ball right over the fence and very next pitch and, and Castellanos was just sitting there with his arms crossed like nodding the whole time that was amazing
0: yeah baseball's a baseball's a good time I'm, I'm excited I mean i'm a god i hate i hate bringing up my my boston fandoms on this on this podcast because nobody likes boston fans but i'm a Sox fan yeah yeah congrats Fenway on our tees
1: land lands down Street, big big poppy <laughs> but yeah <laughs> no, so but like, I'm, I'm, I'm ex- okay so I'm excited well, we gotta talk about pool holes before we
0: haven't we haven't won a world series in like four seasons
1: man like i forgot what it feels like well yeah but you guys also just I mean you got rid of Mookie Betts, so that's rough. I don't know how you recover from that until you win the World Series, to be honest. Like that's that's a rough look.
0: Yeah, is try to try to try to tear us down, Tommy. You 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 won you won't be able to
1: I mean you guys smoked us in that World Series where we just kept pitching to David Ortiz, so I got nothing to say. About he hit
0: like he hit like six hundred in that series. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Nothing you could nothing you could do. But our own nothing historical
1: could hitter could be coming back home. Our pool holes. Like that would just be I know all the old heads and cardinals like fandom would just absolutely hate that because they're still like scorned over him choosing to go to the Angels for significantly more money and like having like essentially God himself come to him in a dream and say, Hey, you need to go here, from what he said in interview. So I like I don't know how you can argue against that, but like the homecoming story for him coming back to Bush Stadium getting standing ovations every single time. If it is his last season and he does call Imagine it Imagine he hits
0: that seven, 700th home run in Bush Stadium. Exactly.
1: Gets a standing O the rest of the game. And it's like riding off into the sunset together would be Yachty. Wayno and albert pool i mean i can't think of a better scenario for cardinals nation and fandom as a whole personally i wouldn't even care if they went like oh and 162 or like below 500 if that happened dude i would still spend money on take like i think you would care if they i mean i would care but game. i would be like you know what we still have like pool holes back it's you chalk it up as an l for the season we'll bounce back next season but this is for the boys and we'll celebrate them all season long for the boys what do you think hayden yes or no
2: uh, I know his stats aren't good against
1: a, righties. I know. It's I'm not a hard. fan of him
2: coming, but it makes too much sense for him not to come right. because especially with the expanded playoffs and the money pools coming to St. Louis and bring to the city, it makes no sense for them not to bring him here, even if from an actual baseball standpoint it's a horrible decision.
1: I feel like from a marketing standpoint, they're all pushing for it.
2: It's the truth. Cardinals win. Over ninety-five games.
1: How many dingers? Over under. Let's do over under thirty dingers for O'Neill.
2: That's tough because the biggest thing with him is his health. Right. Uh, I have to. I'll go. take you over. I just go over. Yeah.
1: I mean, take yeah. one look at the dude. He's just oozing testosterone. Yeah, I feel he's like you gotta just, go over.
2: He's insane.
1: He looks like
0: that guy that hits a lot of home runs. You could pick him out of a lineup. Be like, yep,
1: yep, him. And it's a great segue because he's a huge hockey fan. Very
0: true. Very true. Get him on the
1: pot. Dude. That would be sick, actually. Does he follow? Uh, does he follow the account, Hayden?
2: Uh, he used to. Oh, damn. Used I I to. What, what'd, you about, what'd you tweet? What'd you tweet? No, it was on Instagram. I posted something about who the outfielder should be. And he unfollowed you during a losing streak, and he got sick of seeing the final scores or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But his wife or girlfriend follows. I think.
1: There you go. Oh, there you go. Get her on the pod. <laughs> That's sick, though. I'm I am very excited about this Cardinals team and what they have to offer, especially Tyler O'Neill, just because of like. Like the season that he had last year, especially towards the end, I mean, dude was just on an absolute tear. And like I said, the way that he's like built and just from an intimidation standpoint, if I'm a pitcher and that dude walks up to the plate, I'm probably throwing low and outside all day long. So, and he was parking those last year too. So, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to see for sure. But then you've also got arms out of the overall. It's going to
2: be. Insane to watch. So young. That feels so young. So much potential. And then you got the pitching, pitching staff. If they stay healthy, like they, I don't think people realize, if the pitching staff stayed healthy last season, the Cardinals run away with the division. They run away with it. They had so many injuries.
0: Another hot take. They just come naturally. It's not a hot You're take. Just spitting too. facts,
1: baby. Yeah, those are cold takes. No, but I I can't wait to see Jordan Hicks throwing frisbees either. Like, oh yeah, uh, he's been out for so long. You almost like forget about him just because he, he's like he's been gone for so long and working his way back. But then pitching ninja throws some like just insane highlight clips of him up, and you're like, oh my god, how do you even? Because uh, I played baseball when I was little, and like going up through like high school, I was like, oh, I want to play in the MLB and all this stuff. If, if I saw any of those clips. When I was in high school, I probably would have just quit right
0: there. I was going to say, Yachty's hand probably didn't forget about Jordan Hicks. Probably was a oh. little, little easier on the palm yeah. those those times when he wasn't playing.
1: I mean, I just can't. like a, Throwing a ball 106 miles an hour with like movement is just insane to me. Not fair. It's just wild. Hardest thing
0: to do in sports, hitting, hitting a baseball, Gotta I think. Be. Hot take. Another hot take. That being said, though, I think we're reaching the end of today's episode. So, Hayden, I will turn the floor over to you. Plug all your socials, whatever you got. The personal, if
1: you want.
2: Oh, no. Uh, Instagram. (laughs) Instagram's STL Sports Central. Facebook's STL Sports Central. Twitter, STL Sports. CNTRL. And then um, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to start doing some videos now. Now that the lockout's over, we're able to get better access to um, MLB highlights. Because during the lockout, it's like impossible to get access to them. So
1: we're trying to get all player
2: highlights. (laughs) We're trying to get all player highlights out um, before spring training starts on the 18th.
1: When I first started Twitter, I know, and like just looking through like St. Louis sports stuff, in terms of like content creators, Hayden here is like absolutely Bar none, one of the best. So, if you don't follow him, you absolutely should, regardless of whether you live in St. Louis, are interested in St. Louis sports, or are just interested in sports in general. This dude is as good as they come. So, check him out. Hey,
0: okay, no, we've been, I, we feel like we've we've been back and forth in the DMs for years now. This is the first time it's been put a put a face to the face and a voice to the name. So, it's it's been a pleasure. Like Tommy said, I can't can't emphasize that enough. He hits that grind like you wouldn't believe with the content. So definitely give them a follow for sure. But that is all the time we have for you guys today. want to thank everyone out there so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Leave us a review if you're feeling so kind. We are on YouTube. Today's episode was a little rough, Tommy. I don't know if you noticed, but you literally only popped in on full view as soon as I started ripping the the outro. You are crystal clear HD now, which is, of, of course, of course that's how it happens. So today's episode... Little, little little technical difficulties, but the rest of our episodes usually go uh, a bit smoother than that. So we really enjoy doing that YouTube stuff. Make sure you subscribe to us there because we have a lot of fun with that. Follow us on all of our socials at Lockdown Blues on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter at T 15 And you heard all of Hayden stuff. Definitely check him out, like we said. But like I said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.